0: Being a Better Man, episode 80. Episode 80, wow. Alright guys, welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to Storytime with Alf. Storytime is where I tell a true story. From my strange and interesting life. The purpose of the story is not just to entertain you. But also to share with you the lesson or lessons I learned from that story. They might even cause you to reevaluate parts of your life. And help you get lessons that you never knew were there. With that being said, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. The following tale is not amusing, at least not to me. Rather, it is an account of my personal demons, their genesis, the suffering that followed, and the road to recovery over them. As you listen, keep in mind that one man's pudding is another man's poison. What is frightening, even debilitating to one, may not be so for another. When I was five years old, I used to sneak over to my friend's house to watch Dark Shadows, the daytime horror soap opera. My mother wouldn't allow me to watch it because she said I would have bad dreams. It turns out that she was right. It was watching Dark Shadows that I first became introduced to the figure of the wolfman, also known as the werewolf. What I noticed about the wolfman that set him apart from other monsters was the way he went about so single-mindedly bent on killing his victims. Oh sure, other monsters killed their victims too, but it wasn't the same. The vampire killed for food. The mummy killed for vengeance. Frankenstein killed out of self-defense. The lake creatures... Killed because they wanted to be left alone. The Wolfman, however, killed for the sake of killing alone. And that terrified me. Also different about the Wolfman was that he was virtually unstoppable. Nowhere was safe. He was just too strong, too vicious. If you were in a car, he could just rip the doors off. You couldn't hide because he could smell you. Crosses, holy water, garlic, none of that would work. You had to be fortunate enough to be in possession of a silver bullet and a gun to shoot it out of. That's it. That's the only thing that could stop him. And I didn't have that. Another terrifying thing about the wolfman was that he could be anyone. They walk and live among you like normal people, except for a couple nights a month when the moon was full. Knowing this makes it almost impossible for a small boy to ever truly trust anybody. You could never turn your back on anyone at night because they could change just like that. They could be your father, maybe the neighbor, your best friend, anybody. Anybody except a dog, that is. Dogs served as the early warning devices for wolfmen, and this drew me ever closer to my dear dog, Lady. At first, I acted out my fears alone, because to divulge the source of my fear would be to admit disobeying my mother by watching that show. In the beginning, I was more scared of being in trouble than I was of the wolfman himself. My parents thought I was afraid of the dark. But I wasn't. I was afraid of what was hiding in the dark, waiting for the right opportunity to rip out my throat, which was one of the wolfman's favorite killing techniques. I kept a particularly close eye on the lunar cycle for a boy so young. My parents thought I was interested in astronomy. When the moon was full, I insisted on sleeping with them, but I couldn't tell them why except that I was scared. They would beg to know what I was afraid of, but I couldn't tell them. I would blame it on the dark or a bad dream, whatever was handy. It was only a couple nights a month, so it didn't seem too excessive at first. As time went on and I got older, my father became increasingly annoyed with my fearful ways. At the same time, my fear was becoming increasingly cemented in my brain when i learned to read i researched everything i could find on the subject while other kids were barely reading see jane run i was digesting every account of the wolfman legend that my school library had i learned that they had been around for some time there were even ancient drawings depicting them eventually I told my parents the name of my fear, and that only made it worse. Because there was no such thing as wolf men. I was just a silly boy. After we moved to the farm in Olympia, where I grew up, the problem got worse. I was, by all accounts, a fearless lad, performing death defying stunts on a daily basis. At night, however, and especially on a full moon, I was reduced to a sniveling, paralyzed coward. My father sent me out to get firewood on one such night. It was a full moon, and there just wasn't any earthly way for me to obey him. I was a dutiful son and always obeyed my father, but I had to refuse, no matter the consequence. He became infuriated, even more so, when I pointed out the fact that it was a full moon. He finally stomped out and got the wood himself, shaking his head and grumbling. But he wasn't just angry, he was disappointed. And this fact made my heart ache terribly. And the whole time he was outside, I feared for his life. By the time I was 13, I was a mess. A relatively normal boy by most accounts, yet still with my debilitating fear of wolfmen. It's very hard to be afraid of something that doesn't exist. It's hard because there's no comfort. There's no one to talk to. If you try to talk to somebody, they just shake their head and repeat the fact that wolfmen are not real, as if that is supposed to fix everything. I had already figured out long ago that wolfmen were not real. Yet knowing that did nothing to assuage my fear. With my intellect, I thought I was being ridiculous. But when the moon was full, no amount of reasoning could slow my heartbeat. I was in Boy Scouts, and we went on monthly campouts that I loved. But if the moon was going to be full, I wouldn't go. My life was still being governed controlled by the lunar cycle we lived on a farm and I was the product of a long line of rugged men who did what needed to be done without question I was a good son who enjoyed making my father proud but sometimes when the wolfman fear would come up he just couldn't hide his disappointment the only thing worse than my fear of wolfmen was seeing disappointment in my father's eyes. I decided, finally, to do something about it. In other walks of life, I considered fear to be a weakness of mind. I was a believer in the concept, at 13 years old, of facing one's fears head-on and conquering it, but I had never applied this philosophy to my wolfman condition. The faintest thought of doing this paralyze me. But the time had come, however. I refused to continue being a victim of my irrational fear and a source of pain to my father. On the night in question, the moon was full and very bright. It was in early winter, between Thanksgiving and Christmas sometime, and the night air was cold and sharp. My plan was to wait until midnight. At which time, I would walk out into the woods alone. I thought if I came back, then I would be free. If I didn't come back, then at least I wouldn't be afraid anymore. Before I left, I made sure I said goodbye to everybody. My choice of midnight had no real significance. It was just my version of high noon, like in the westerns. I told no one of my plan. I sat waiting for midnight to come. I was shaking, and my entire body was covered in beads of sweat. But finally, it was time. The night was well illuminated by the moon. Everything was cast in its eerie light. The woods began about a five-minute walk away from my house. As I walked through the pasture towards them, it seemed as though my footfalls were loud, crashing stomps even though I was doing my best to walk quietly. There was a wide path around the perimeter of our woods. The plan was simple. I would enter the woods on the north end and hope to emerge unscathed on the south end, about a 20-minute walk in the daylight. If there were any wolfmen about, they would certainly not be able to resist this opportunity, and I just wanted it to be over. Even though the night was well lit by the moon, looking into the woods was like looking into a black curtain. But I entered, trembling. The forest floor was littered with dead branches and knee-high underbrush. Stealth was impossible. Each step I took was a loud crash that resonated through the otherwise silent forest. Each step I took was the gong of a dinner bell, and I was the main course. I wasn't 20 feet in when I heard it off to my left a single footstep my heart was beating so fast the beats were indistinguishable it was more like a hum in my chest when I heard that first noise I knew I was never leaving these woods alive I kept walking though there wasn't anything else to do Then another branch broke on my right. The brush rustled behind me, more footfalls to my left, then on the right again. It became clear to me that I was surrounded, surrounded by the very beast I had feared all my life. They were real, after all. I was confused by their delay, however. I realized I would be dead in the next few moments my carcass strewn about the forest floor. I wish they would just get on with it because the anxiety of being stalked was pure hell. In my mind's eye, I could see them, perhaps as many as seven, judging by the noises I was hearing. Maybe they were an entire family out for a kill. I kept looking down as I trampled through the brush. In the back of my brain, I thought just maybe... If they didn't know that I knew they were there, they wouldn't have to kill me. Maybe they had already fed and they were just having a bit of fun. I also kept looking down because I was afraid if I peered in the direction of the noises I might see them and I was certain that if I did my heart would explode. It went on like that for several minutes. Finally, halfway through the woods, I just couldn't take it anymore. I stopped. The noises that had been following me seemed to stop as well. I decided that this is where I would die. Right here in the middle of my father's woods. Having accepted the fact I would be torn apart any minute, I began to get angry. I was angry With these wolf men for torturing me all the way through the woods. I was angry at them for torturing me in my dreams. For making me afraid my entire life. For causing my father to be disappointed. I was angry. So I screamed at them. I screamed at the top of my lungs for them to come and get me. I called them names and stomped my feet. When I finished screaming and the last echoes of my voice were fading, I closed my eyes and waited for the inevitable. But it never came. After a couple minutes, I opened my eyes. I was still alive for some reason. I thought this was either a very good sign or a very cruel joke the wolf men were perpetrating against me. I began screaming again. It was more personal this time. I was challenging them, taunting them, calling them names, throwing things and making fun of them. I was getting thirteen years of fear off my chest. My confidence and courage was swelling with each passing second in which I was still alive. So encouraged was I by the wolfman's absence that if one would have finally come at me I felt like I could take him finally the screaming was over I was done I collapsed onto the forest floor and sobbed I was overwhelmed with relief eventually I got up and continued my walk through the woods to the south end along the way I still heard noises but now I recognized them as the scurrying of small animals, frightened by my presence. I was laughing, I was laughing at myself and for myself. It was the type of laughter that spills out of you when you're filled with joy. I was liberated. I was free at last. The enormous burden that had plagued me was vanquished and it made the whole world look different. For the first time, I was able to appreciate the beauty of moonlight on the landscape. And it was so beautiful. There was a layer of frost on everything, and the moonlight made everything seem alive. I could see the lights in my home, and I walked toward them. I couldn't wait until the next time my father needed me to bring the wood in. Well, that's the end of this story. This was the first and final chapter of a work called The Wolfman Chronicles. In the extended version, I also detail a few of the dreams I had. But as far as the lessons I learned from this go, there really are too many to count. It might have seemed silly to you as you listened, being afraid of werewolves, but that was my perception. And perception is reality. Reality. I would like to hear what you think I learned from this story. What would you have learned from it if you went through it? Comment what you think on Facebook or the website. I'm curious what other people's perceptions of this experience might be. I will tell you this. This experience changed my life probably more than any other singular experience in my childhood. It was like a rite of passage on steroids. The kid that came back that night was an entirely different one than went out. It was kind of exhausting reliving this story while I was telling it, so I'm done for today. I look forward to hearing what you think. Now go out there and be a better man today than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad signing out.